The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back, folks, here on Big Blue Views Audio Lineup. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum, bringing you a college football preview yet again. We are approaching week four of college football, and later today we have some fun matchups that we are going to discuss. So, so far throughout the college football season, Chris and I have been pinpointing a specific NFL draft prospect that we want to talk about. We will highlight that player, talk about their strengths and how they might project within the Giants scheme and and also roster if they end up being the Giants draft pick as well as mentioning some key games that are worth watching and maybe a scouting perspective that you should be paying attention to for some some really fun names that will be participating in those games before we get to that though folks please just hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review if you enjoy tuning in so today's a really fun one for me uh somebody who caught my eye last cycle without me even really knowing who he was and that's Kenyon Green Texas A&M interior offensive lineman right now he's playing at right tackle but he's played uh, multiple spots within that Texas A&M offensive line but Kenyon Green he was a guy who last cycle I was watching tape with somebody and I think it was Texas A&M Alabama and I think we were watching Dylan Moses and we were negatively evaluating Dylan Moses and the first thing that stood out to me because I was so bored watching Moses was hey who's who's 55 and and the person I was watching him with was like oh that's Kenyon Green and, and I immediately said after a couple of plays I'm like this this kid's gonna be a first rounder this this guy is so freaking fun to watch he has you know such good leg drive he is a massive dude at six foot four 325 he has those types of vibes of like a Quentin Nelson or a Zach Martin that can get drafted or a Brandon Scherf that can get drafted very highly and not just step in and start, but step in and completely revitalize an interior offensive line that might be struggling. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up those names because, you know, it's like while I was watching Quentin Nelson, I was like, I'm sorry. While I was watching Kenyon Green, I was like, <laughs> I'm getting getting kind of a Quentin Nelson vibe from this guy. You know, he's, uh, I won't say he's as good a prospect as Quentin Nelson was, but he does have some traits in common. You know, just massively powerful dude. He 
he wears his size well. You know, he is obviously a huge offensive lineman. Yeah, but he moves better than anyone his size should be able to move. And also one of the things, and you know, probably get probably dig into this in a little bit, but one of the things that really jumped out at me was his awareness. And that was what just leaped off the field to me about Quentin Nelson. You know, where it's almost impossible for a defensive lineman or a defensive coordinator for that matter to surprise him because he sees the field that well, where if the defense is running a a stunt, you know, maybe a twisting the two defensive tackles or a, or a, a, a tech stunt, you know, tackle and exchange where the defensive tackle and the defensive end basically swap gaps. Those do not surprise Kenyon Green at all, and he handles them really, really well. Part of that is, of course, because he is even stronger than he is big. Like He just dominates guys in both pass protection and run blocking. Yeah, I think I actually like the comparison to Brandon Scherf a little bit more than Quentin Nelson just because Nelson was so advanced in everything, every aspect of his game coming out, but that is the caliber of lineman that Kenyon Green is, even as just a junior. Right, I, and I, I really like that that thought process of of Brandon Scherf in here, and, and the way that you know the reason why we're, we're hyping him up so much is in the sense that you typically don't get an interior guy that is worthy of a top fifteen pick. It just doesn't happen frequently. It, it, these guys are usually drafted in the later half of the first round or in early second sometime on day two that's usually when you go and get your centers and guards you're usually spending those high draft picks on tackles because you need to you know get a really athletic guy that has the the correct build it's tough to find those guys but in a circumstance like this Kenyon Green is just a, a really really good offensive lineman and you could also maybe throw into the conversation he probably makes most sense inside and he probably will play his NFL career inside at a very high level but right now we're seeing Rashawn Slater do a really good job at left tackle after the entire pre-draft process we were talking about how this guy's an interior offensive lineman he's going to be a really good guard he fits the the molds that we're talking about on this episode but here they are starting him at left tackle and he's doing a really really good job so I wouldn't count him out at maybe playing some right tackle, which he's currently doing right now because he's doing a, a pretty good job of it for Texas A&M. Yeah, from what I have seen, and I haven't had the chance to really dig into his tape this year yet. Uh, we'll get more of a chance you know, later on today you know, with the game, uh, game against Arkansas. And also, you know, as the season goes, by, goes on, just more tape will filter out to the rest of us. But from what I have seen, he has looked pretty comfortable out there at right tackle. Yet he might not have the prototypical build of being you know, 6'5", 6'6", with you know, 35-inch vines for arms. But as far as being able to move, able to kick slide out, deal with speed off the edge, uh, sit into his stance and absorb rushers, or use his power to deflect them and ride them around the pocket. Yet he looks capable of doing that. And if he can truly be a guard slash tackle, a guy you can line up at left guard, at right guard, or at right tackle, which you know he has started at each of those positions. He was a 
right guard as a true freshman. He was left guard last year and now right tackle. Yet that gives him just a tremendous amount of versatility and a lot of value for an NFL offense. Yes, certainly. And and that ability to play multiple spots will always be a major highlight for an offensive lineman because you need guys that can move around in the event of an emergency. And, and like we've seen Zach Martin have to do that where they've asked him to play right tackle because they were dealing with some injuries. So Chris, before we wrap up green, what were just some of the things that you took away from him as a prospect overall? You know, the, one of them is actually, it was a little bit surprising with how just how he plays the game is he's young. He's only 20 years old right now. He won't turn 21 until March of 2022. So he will be only just able to drink legally when he gets drafted <laughs> next year. Uh, but, you know, he is the, the most obvious thing about him is his size and his power. But unlike a lot of big, powerful linemen, he moves really, really well. Uh, Texas A&M used him as a pulling guard a lot, and he was able to get out in front of the play and stay there. Like They didn't have to really adjust the play's timing to deal with him not being able to get into position fast enough, which is always good to see. Yeah, he is very difficult to move in pass protection. He moves laterally well enough to deal with defensive tackles, and now we're seeing this year with at least some edge rushers. Both of those, like I said before, really good for his value. And he is just obviously a people mover in the running game, in zone blocking schemes, man gap blocking schemes. As a puller, it does not matter. As long as he gets even close to a square shot on a defender, that that guy's play is over with. You know, seeing him just th- literally throw another 300-pound human being out of the way was not uncommon in his tape. And he generally played with pretty good leverage, pretty good hand placement. And I already mentioned the the field awareness I saw from him. Yeah. On the other side, you know, if there's things he can improve on, basically it's just playing with better hip level. You know, bending at the knees a little bit more, not relying quite so much on his just ridiculous amounts of upper body strength to win to out wrestle defenders for the rep. Yeah. That will help with his balance. It'll help him keep his feet more and it'll help him really deal with the even greater levels of power, power and athleticism. He's going to see at the NFL level. Yeah. I I think that's a really good description of green. I I think just overall you're, you're going to get a guy that has a ton of power, and that's what's created success for guys like uh, Brandon Scherf and Quentin Nelson and why they were able to step in so quickly is because they were pretty technically sound, but they're just so much freaking stronger and more athletic than defensive linemen, which is just rare to see. So having a guy like that you can plug in right at guard is super, super important. And right now, with the possibility that we lose Nick Gates for good – there is going to need to be an emphasis on finalizing this interior offensive line, something that we've continuously talked about. They're going to need a guy like Kenyon Green to to step in and, and, and play right away as a rookie. They're probably going to need to draft somebody early because right now I, I still see that as the most pressing need on this roster is either guard spot and then now probably center as well. Yes, and 
as I was watching Kenyon Green, I was asking myself actively, could this guy play center as well? Uh, to my knowledge, he never has, but I think he's got enough athleticism to do it. And the field awareness I saw, you know, that he is he looks like a smart player. So he could be a guy who could handle making the calls and you know, knowing where to be and, and which which a gap to defend which which of his line mates help needs help with the double team he can absolutely stand up against a zero technique nose tackle i that i don't worry about at all as long as he could be taught to snap the ball which you know as you know it that's not a skill everyone can master if he if he could do that he could be a four position player for really any offensive line that gets him so coming up, we're going to talk about two key games that are happening this weekend. Before we do, though, we're just going to take a really short commercial break. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So as we always do on this college football pregame show... We like to highlight some games that are fun to watch. This slate this weekend is not as good <laughs> as it's been. We've had a lot of really close, fun games to watch, uh, but the primetime game is Arizona-Oregon, and I, I'm sure everybody would love to see a 3-0 and Oregon team beat up on an 0-3 Arizona team. But the two games that I'm going to be watching this weekend, and they're going to be back-to-back pretty much, which is fantastic. Uh, we've got Notre Dame-Wisconsin, 12 p.m. Eastern time on Fox That game is going to be played in Chicago at Soldier Field, which is just fantastic. Love those neutral site games. And then Texas A&M, Arkansas, which we just obviously talked about Kenyon Green for so long. That one is 3.30 on CBS. So for me, Chris, I'm first excited to, you know, continuously see what Kyle Hamilton does. I think that there is an increasing chance that we see Kyle Hamilton on the Giants' radar, depending on where that Bears pick lands. I'm not completely giving up faith that the Giants will not not regain some momentum and, and not end up in the top 10, but that I'm hoping, again, that that Bears pick still remains a top 10 pick. So watching what Kyle Hamilton does against the run against a Wisconsin team that very effectively runs the football is always going to be uh, you know, a key piece of attention for me. And then, as we already know, Wisconsin has a great tight end in Jake Ferguson. So he is a fantastic player that is going to be, uh, you know, worth watching in this one. 
Yeah, Kyle Hamilton's always fun. And if he manages to cover Jake Ferguson well, which you know, that, that I think is well within Kyle Hamilton's skill set and abilities, that could put him right at the top of the, the Giants' radar because yeah, the Giants have to do something about the middle of the field. They have to figure out some way to deal with tight ends. Uh, it's only been a problem for about the last 20 years. <laughs> so it would be nice to see that finally get addressed. And then, yeah, the two Wisconsin linebackers, you know, Wisconsin linebackers are Wisconsin linebackers. Yeah, you know, they're always going to be fundamentally sound, you know, super high motor guys, and usually pretty interesting to scout. Yeah, you know, then the other game we'll be watching, uh, Texas A&M, Arkansas, obviously, yeah, Kenyon Green is going to be at the top of our list to, to watch that game. Also, on the defensive side of the ball, the guy who was almost, almost the subject of our, <clears throat> sorry, the almost the subject of our spotlight this week, uh, DeMarvin Leal, interior defensive lineman for Texas A&M. He's worth a watch as well. Another big, powerful lineman, but you know, defensive tackle at this point. Yeah, he's not much of a pass rusher, but he is almost impossible to move off the line of scrimmage. And considering the Giants could be looking for a defensive tackle next year, yeah. That's a position to keep an eye on. Even as much as they have invested, you know, the Giants love themselves. Some defensive tackles. It it was almost a surprise that they didn't draft one highly last year. Yeah, and, and another guy opposite on the other team who is an interior defensive lineman that is starting to turn some heads. John Ridgeway, who's an Illinois State transfer, who's playing for the uh, the Razorbacks. He has done a really good job. The guy is massive, six foot six, three hundred and twenty pounds, and he's starting to pick up a little bit of steam as uh, an NFL draft prospect. And freak, honestly, any of those Arkansas offensive linemen too—they have like one of the best SEC offensive lines right now. So that is always a, a you know a, a unit that you can key in on and, and focus on when you're watching these games, folks. That's gonna be it from us. Hit the subscribe button. Head to BigBlueView.com. We'll talk to you later.